0: Bob and lean, bob and lean, slide, turn. Now hit the folks with me. Now walk, wop, 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 Stop. Now do the sponge. Bob, bob and lean, bob and lean, slide, turn.
1: Now
2: hit the folks with me. Now wop, 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 wop. Stop. Now do the sponge. Hey guys, and welcome to the next installment here at the Melting Pot. Today's episode is pretty special as it's centered around creativity. I like to call this episode, the pen is mightier than the sword. It is my pleasure to announce two special guest speakers that will be joining us today. But before we get into all of that, we got to talk about all these cancellations on social media. Cartier, have you been on Twitter lately?
0: I haven't. Catch me up.
2: Well, let me tell you, child, it is a lot going on. All these celebrities getting canceled left and right. We got Lana Del Rey, you know, we got Doji Cat, you know. It's it's, it's a lot. Well, what happened? What happened? Okay, well, to start off, I guess we'll start with Lana. And, you know, Lana Del Rey, she has issued... Well, she didn't really issue an apology, but she kind of came back and corrected her previous, like, her original statement. I didn't like that she, in her post, she threw other women under the bus. Like, she name-dropped Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande, Meg Thee Stallion, and she was like, basically in her point, she was saying it's okay for these women to, you know, sell sex and, you know, work off their sexual appeal, but people criticize Uh, her about abusive relationships and you know depression and you know stuff that she goes through in her life which I feel like the statement itself was it should have been reworded different and she shouldn't have dropped you know specific names of other well known celebrities you know and you know people were calling her racist but I wouldn't say that Lana Del Rey is racist and I see how they can say that all of the women she named happen to be black but I think it's more so because you know we're not looking up Adele on Spotify you know to twerk to her music you know they make music that works for them and it happens to be you know sadder music music talking about more you know serious problems or what they may be going through in their life at the moment but I just think that the whole entire statement should have been omitted or said in a better way if I
0: may interject, I personally hate uh, a name dropper, especially a name dropper that's dropping names. And those person that they're dropping is not even talking about them. The people that they're talking about, it's not even thinking about them. Like, you know, Lana Del Rey is, is talking about Beyonce and everybody else making twerk music, but you make sad songs. And not only that, but the people that, who you're name dropping, they're not even thinking about you at all at all they have never said your name there's no reason for you to say their name y'all are not beefing on social media they do they're doing what they're doing you're doing what they're doing it's kind of like you know i used to kind of watch you know from time to time little kai's little thing but then it kind of got sad because she's always name dropping trina's not talking about her you know why trina's not talking about her because she has something going for herself you know why she's not talking about herself because her music stands for itself like honestly kai all you got is my neck and my back that that is
2: that is true that is true
0: K-Wang hey, with it. You know, a lot of people love to saving my neck and my back, but come on, you got K-Wang with it. And, you know, that little Christmas song and Yum Yum sauce. <laughs> who really listens to Yum Yum sauce like that? Or who really listens to your Christmas song outside of Christmas? I'll wait. So you're name dropping people, but the people that you're name dropping are not talking about you. It kind of makes you look sad. It makes you look desperate.
2: Yeah, like sad and desperate. Exactly. Like, you know, and we can, we, we're going to name drop here. We can say Azalea Banks too. You know, it's just like you were saying, like, it's, that certain level of you know just sadness and pitifulness that you know some celebrities reach and you know where they have to make themselves more relevant than what they are and you know your music should do that if your music really popping like they said your shit ain't pop because it ain't hot exactly so it's just you know that whole situation you know like I said I'm gonna re- restate that I don't think Lana is racist but I think that she was definitely wrong and name should have not even been mentioned in her statement. I just feel
0: like it's 20 people are over feel right now at this time. So it's easy to make something a race issue yeah. where it's not. I feel like, yeah, she's probably, she probably not racist. But if she is, oh well.
2: She's not as racist as Doja Cat. Ha. Huh. Don't get me started on Doja. Alright, so for me, you know I've been a fan of Doja since like 2014 and I, I like, I'm day one you know, I've been messing with her music way back when I was in high school but, you know I, you know, I didn't hop on I'm usually not quick to hop on the, oh, who's cancelled over party on Twitter cause you know, it seemed like every day or every week is some new celebrity the Twitter people trying to cancel and I'm just like so I probably hopped on with Doja about day three. And I was like, all right, let me see what people, you know, really saying. Cause at first I thought it was just gonna be something small, irrelevant, you know? Cause she is a troll artist, just like Little Nas X. You know, they, they troll, that's part of just, you know, call it a gimmick if you want, but that's just what they do, you know? And maybe call me, call me bias. Maybe I just
0: don't like, um, cause I feel like she's corny. I've never been on her wave. Never really cared for her. I feel like she's corny. So call me by it. So maybe I, I'm not here for her trolliness. Like you know, sometimes it works for Lil Nas X. It gets a little annoying at times. But hers just come off corny. Just she's just corny to me. From her tall wigs to the way she t- to the way she looked, to her pumpernickel titties that she's trying to sell. You know what that she's trying to give off on her social media. If you get her song number one or whatever the case may be, she's just corny. Like. Just like Miss Milato said, these folks corny like they toes. That's her all the way. She was talking about her. She's corny. Like, I, I'm i just not a big fan of her. I mean, Say So is okay. It's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. But she's just corny. So I'm glad that she's canceled. I mean,
2: that cow song she made, corny. And yeah, like, those songs, yeah. Like, I was really upset when she made that Moo song with the cow. Because, you know, I, when I started listening to her, she was on her R&B type, like she's so pop now it's definitely a crossover into a whole different genre like she's so pop but i was listening to her you know listening to her when she was doing r&b and it was great and then you know i like say so and like her newer songs like go to town and all that like that's cool but you know what i found on twitter was that she apparently had been in a chat room in this chat room uh, she really honed in on this chat room and became an active member in the chat room, you know, during her depressed, you know, when she was going through like a depressive state a couple years back and she used it as kind of like an escape. And, you know, that's okay, I guess, if that's, you know, what you want to do. I wouldn't personally do it. I doubt that you would do something like that, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's a different way, but, I, you know, to each his own. But within this chat room, apparently there were like, white supremacist male you know and you know they were like exchanging arguments and insults about other races not just like african-american people but like other people of color and it's just you know why would you sit there and subdue yourself to that like people were getting mad because you know she didn't correct them and but her side of the story was that you know they didn't say anything you know, derogatory to her. Like, she was... She said that they never said the N-word. I find that very hard to believe. Cause <laughs> so some people... So, you know, especially white people, they just jump at the opportunity just to say the N-word, you know? Like, right, especially can... when you can hide behind a camera, you know? Especially when you don't have to say it to somebody's face. You know, it's different.
0: They reparations, but they can say N-word. <laughs> <Whatever>.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... Yeah, and apparently she made a, a old song she made. I think it was on SoundCloud or YouTube. Anyway, the song resurfaced and it used a derogatory term to, to refer to you know, people of color. Um, Dindu, I believe the word is, or whatever. But she basically said that, you know, she was trying to take like the con, you know how like you have conscious rappers like, you know, Tupac, Biggie, you know, NWA type of thing. So, you know, she said she was trying to take that conscious approach and take the meaning of the word and, and kind of like flip it. Flip it to deliver a different message. Um, but she said that she was, you know, she knows that she's like half black because this, don't you care, this mix for anybody who doesn't know. And, you know, a lot of people feel like she was um, trying to, I guess, hide her black side or she, you know, she had felt more of a pull towards her you know, white side, and I i don't know about all that. I don't even think she knows, but I just feel like that don't, you know, that don't explain why you in these chat rooms and all these receipts is popping up about your past, and, you know, and it took her, like, four or five days just to say something to the public, like... Yeah, it take you four days to get to a lot of yeah, right. To get your lie together, right? And you know that 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 for me alone just does it. Like I feel like, hmm, that make you look even more guilty because then you know four or five days you in contact with your publicist and you know you trying to draft up a little statement that'll make it seem all right. And from I had I seen her uh, issued apology earlier today, but I didn't like quite read it all the way. But you know, from what I was seeing is that people just brushed off like it seemed that she tried to like just brush off the whole situation it yeah. wasn't a sincere genuine apology.
0: It wasn't it's more of a I'm trying to save face trying to save career try, I, I'm coming in I'm, I'm trying to stay where I'm at so I'm going to say something to make it seem like okay yeah I do apologize but it's really somebody that wrote for you an apology that you had to you know let a couple of days mirror, uh in your crock pot of thoughts but it wasn't <laughs> Because if it was sincere, it would have been said day one. Because you know when you it, you When you, with somebody at you, it come to your phone. So you cannot tell me that you didn't know that this was happening, you didn't see it. Why did it take all this time to say, I'm not stupid. I'm not going for that. You trying to uh, stay where you are. You just had a song with Nicki Minaj for people to come. It's not going to work for me. You're corny. You should open up your mouth and say something about it. You should have stood up for your the half side that you are. And then the part that you just said, Oh, they didn't say it to me. So in other words, because it wasn't said to you, it does not matter. So in other words, and just like I said, she's corny, and she needs to be canceled. Because if it didn't happen to her, then it didn't matter. That's what she just said. That's what she meant.
2: And that's how I'm going to take it. Next case. And that is Cartier, and that's all he got to say. (laughs) But for me, you know, will I still bump her music? Probably you know and I don't want to hear it I don't want to hear none of that none of that oh she said she gonna still play her music some of y'all still playing R. Kelly some of y'all still watching the Cosby show like it just I feel like we own that right to feel like who we feel that we should still support and who you know maybe just be too much for somebody and you know I will still bump her music but I will not forget you know I won't mess with her you know like I was
0: Okay, pause. Not saying that one wrong is greater than the other, but you gonna play her music. You gonna bump her music, but you won't play R. Kelly's music.
2: R. Kelly has done way more foul. Okay, Doja Cat, you know, may not, you know, may have self-hatred for her, for half of what she is, which is black. R. Kelly is molesting people held people hostage in the basement, all types of stuff, you know. that That's a whole different level, a whole different story. And me and just how my values are, I just can't condone that, I can't. I mean,
0: I'm i not saying one wrong is greater than another, and one wrong kind of is. It, it kind of is, but at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, you know, music is music. You know, one, one artist had a whole um, theme park in his home and had Kids doing probably God knows what after dark, but people still say, Are you okay?
2: And I'm (laughs) which I just want to point that out was never proven, but okay, we have hard evidence of R. Kelly's doing, just saying. I'm pretty sure it was some hard evidence
0: at that amusement park, but when you got money, things get thrown under the rug. R. Kelly got money, what you trying to say? He checks and money a little different. Oh, is it now, huh? I mean, I'm pretty sure. You, it, it depends on your team. How up kept your team. I don't know. But I just feel like that amusement park did what it did for me. It, it said enough. It's for volumes. I just feel like, you know, Macaulay Culkin ain't what he is now. If nobody... Y'all
2: know what I'm saying. Hey y'all know what I'm trying to
0: say. Y'all just want to be so in denial.
2: But... Hi. Hey, like I said, everybody's entitled to their own, you know, beliefs and the power is within one person to make their decisions on who they going to stand by and who they got to let go. Right, and I just feel
0: like, you know, we as a whole don't have to like, I mean, like like you said, we can still play R. Kelly's music, but we can't forget what he did. I mean, because the song is a song. Step in the name of love is a great song.
2: He had some good, he had some good um songs. Yeah, but y'all just
0: trying to be canceled. Just like y'all are trying to cancel, you know, Issa and Molly. Molly from Insecure should be canceled. Oh, but Insecure
2: chat, huh? You know, yeah. you know who you talk to, you know. If anybody don't know, Sly is a, you know, a fan of Molly, you know. I like Issa. I like pretty much everybody on the show, but I be rooting, I'm the type of person to root for that underdog, and that underdog is Molly. See, and I feel like a lot of people f-
0: that way, but Issa is the underdog in more ways than one. And it's like a lot of people want to, you know, crap on Issa and throw Issa under the bus and make it seem like she was a bad friend. And, you know, she was, made Molly seem like the superhero, but it's kind of like, the way you gotta look at it, of course, Molly can step in and save the day because Molly has a little bit more money. She's in her career as an attorney. Issa was making minimum wage, and we got y'all. So, of course, you know, it's nothing for Molly, you know, to pick up the tab when they go out to eat. But I feel like the tables on the, uh, when tables return, Issa will be the same way. And then also what I don't like about uh, Molly, she just, I don't know, she just, just weird to me like she she missed out on a lot of opportunities and things and she makes situations a lot harder than what they are so I just feel like Molly needs to be cancelled and you know I mean, don't, don't get me wrong like Issa has her
2: I was gonna say too, Molly know. ain't the only one making her yeah, life Issa hard got her flaws Issa do too
0: yeah cause like I'm not gonna lie Molly was correct when she said that Issa likes drama she was correct she, she was like she didn't lie
2: And I'm not a typical Molly, you know, a Molly fan. But it's because I can admit when she's wrong. And a lot of times she is wrong. And I feel like this whole season is about, you know, communication and that they're lacking of. And I just feel like a lot of the things that's been happening, you know, it's it can really be avoided. Like when Molly has made effortless strides to talk to Issa you know the one about when I think it was what Thanksgiving and she invited her over pie so they can talk because they you know she had a feeling that you know you know some things were off between them and then it just kept building and building until it blew at Issa's you know block party event and I'm just like this literally could have been avoided but I admit that Molly like for one instance where she was wrong is blowing up at the block party like come on now this her event y'all having a good time early in the day and the reason you went over there was completely stupid like childish like i get it that she kind of you know went to your man behind your back but it's just like he his own person and she using her resources and you we you know what we've learned in life is you gotta grind you get to the top. And sometimes, you know, it's more than one way to get to the top. That's all I'm going to say. Right.
0: Just like on the Players Club, they said you (laughs) got to use what you got to get what you want. And that's a true statement. And also, at the same time, I feel like, you know, Molly in that moment at the block party was selfish because of the simple fact that, okay, yeah, Issa went behind your back after you told her no, but at the same time, it's like, you know... If this block party had investors behind it. You know, people put their money into it. It's not nothing Issa did in her little uh, courtyard of her apartment. This like a real deal event. So if the event didn't go well, them investors going their money back. And like I just said, Issa was making... Shoot, Issa ain't even got no job for real now. Like, she ain't got no real job to where she could pay these people back. And we... Molly not gonna cut no check, so you blowing up and you uh, you embarrassing her at her own event where she kind of do what she had to do to save the event to make sure that it goes off. If I w- if I was you, I would I would have dragged you right then and there for the simple fact that you kind of like embarrassing me for one and for two, it's like you looking at it from your standpoint. When but I, you got to look at it from both sides. Like it's not just me at this point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These people want they, they spent their money, so yeah, it was for me she did a little too much for nothing and it was not that big of a deal like and you didn't even know you didn't even know well uh, and speaking of you know so that's just how I feel about insecure and the cancellations but speaking of you know crafts and talents we have our very first um, guest for the day uh, author I'm not going you know introduce too much about her because I want her to, you know, take this time to, you know, tell us about herself. So,
3: Barack, are you with us? Yep, I'm with y'all. How are y'all doing? We're doing great. How about you? Uh, it's been a week, but I'm happy for this three-day weekend for sure, for sure. Uh, me too.
0: I hope you're staying safe throughout all this COVID-19 and all of that.
3: Yeah, I'm currently right now working from home, um, so, I don't, I don't get too much exposure out there, but I'm definitely ready for all this COVID mess to be over with.
0: I don't think you would only one. So, um, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your name, where you're from.
3: So, uh, my name is Berica Smith. I was originally born in Birmingham, Alabama, but I'm uh, from a military family. My daddy was in the Air Force, moved all the way around. Uh, last place I lived, quote unquote exotic, would be Iceland, then came back to the States, um and where I got married and no kids yet but I got three fur babies um two cats and a dog um I I like a variety of different things man not only do I like to read and write but I also game I'm an avid gamer I love the game of soccer um I like playing pool too so yeah that's, that's kind of me in a short brief nutshell um quick little detour here what games do you play so i i mostly like uh action adventure or rpgs right now i'm currently playing through uh final fantasy 7 remake on my playstation and then on the switch i'm playing dragon age the original one because i actually never got into that one so that
2: sounds cool i had to detour and say how
0: was iceland <laughs> right that's gonna be that was gonna be my next thing I'll be gonna get uh,
3: to. iceland was amazing um i lived there for about five and a half years and the, oh my gosh, the the people are friendly. The food is fantastic. Uh, beautiful scenery. It, there's not so much I can say about that place. It was really really fun. Yes, it's really cold. It's believe believe what you want. It, it's really cold. Um, but after about a year of living there, I mean, I just adapted to where I could walk out in summer gear and it's like got snowed up to my thighs and I'm like, this is a nice day. Yeah,
2: girl, this, this <laughs> <been> <laughs> How about the blue lagoon?
3: You know what? I never went to the blue lagoon. I did wow. go to a couple of a, um, like saunas, like natural saunas and, mm-hmm. um, um, heated water, uh, volcanic, uh, heated water sites. Um, I went to black beaches, which are really interesting to look at, because, like, literally, when they say everything is black, everything is black. It's just black sand and rocks. Yeah. Um, But it's very pretty, though, uh, in a weird sort of way. Um, So, beautiful water sceneries, beautiful um, caves. Like, we went into a lot of different saltwater caves uh, that over time, when the water had receded from certain parts of the island. Uh, they left behind these beautiful beautiful salt caverns and they do tours you there. there's a whole bunch of different viking sites and they there um yeah it's just it's really it's really cool to explore and, and get to know everybody
0: so another detour um so do you like travel or was that just because you know you had to move military or do you like do you still so travel?
3: i do travel a bit not as uh, as much outside the united states as i would like to um you know, once we got married, all, obviously things changed. But my husband was also part of the military as well. He was a Marine. And so we're we're making plans to take a trip to Japan until um, COVID struck. So everything has been put on hold. But I'm hoping <laughs> eventually we get over to that Japan scenery so we can hit that up. All right. Um, and what got you into writing? So, when I was little, I hated both. I hated reading and writing. Didn't like it at all. <laughs> um, so, uh, but my mother was very avid about making sure that we were reading uh, uh you know, every Wednesday, I remember, was Library Wednesday. We went down to the local library. We had to pick a nonfiction book, a fiction book, and then um, an historical book of some kind. And she would she would ask us questions about these books. Like, you couldn't just, like, read the back cover or make up something. No, she would ask you legit questions inside these dang books that you had to read and get the answer from. So ain't no skipping through it. So I at first, I was like, I hate reading. I don't like you for making me read. Um, and then until about the fifth grade, when I went to the local library, they had the um, accelerator program. I might be saying my age by putting this out there. It's like right right when the accelerator uh, readers program started coming out and you got points for reading books. And so I was all about the points. I was just very competitive. So I was sort of like, let me get these points and read these stupid books kind of thing. And. Yeah, I we'd had those. so I, I picked up one book. It was actually a, the J.K. Rowling's first Harry Potter book, and not that necessarily. I'm a big Harry Potter fan, but the how she wrote that that particular book, I was like blown away at the fact that I felt like I could get in my car and ask my mama to drive down to this particular place, and I could go there. Like I felt like I could do that, and I was like, wow. This place, like, literally feels real to me. And I, I wanna, I wanna, like, go other places. Where are other places that I could go to? So it literally, from there, kind of jump started. And I literally tried to find other books that were similar to it. And I just found a whole world of fantasy. And suddenly, reading wasn't just like boring for me anymore, it was an escape, so to speak couldn't keep a book in my hand I could tear through books like it was paper or thin piece of paper if you excuse the expression but um, yeah like um, that's kind of where it started off for me and then around middle school I started writing my own short stories and uh, essays for newspapers and different contests and was doing really really well with it Um, and then later on in my adult years I kind of at that point had sort of already aspired to be an author but just never I guess found the courage to do it until recently so I was like you know what we need to take a shot on myself. so that's kind of how this whole endeavor got started again little snippet snapshot of that
2: that is phenomenal very inspirational
0: that's pretty cool so for those kids who think that they don't like reading you never know one day you might be an author um so tell us about your current writing like what are you
3: currently writing or a current project well current project is actually a uh indirect sequel to the first book that i uh have written and it's out the first book is called stranger in a familiar place and i'm writing an indirect sequel to that one um some of the characters in there uh if you ever get a chance to read the book um the one of the main characters in the first book is a polar bear named malak and i love malak's character i just love him as a whole he has such a fun personality for me because he's like that that cool chill guy that you want to hang out with on a saturday night and you know sit and chill and have a drink with but at the same time if you're not careful he's gonna say something savage like and you're just gonna be like bruh seriously you had to say that you like yeah i did so um, I really liked this character. So I wanted to do another story with him involved in it, but kind of in the same vein. So that's kind of what I'm working on right now is the indirect sequel to the first book that I've written. And can we find your um, your first one? Yes, you can find my first one on Amazon in ebook and paperback form. Same thing with Barnes & Noble's eback and paperback form. Um, currently, uh, it's available right now on iTunes and ebook form as well. And again can you get the name for the people stranger and a familiar place.
0: Stranger and familiar place that sounds biblical almost.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and oh I mean it, it's it's uh, sort of a play on the situation that um, he finds himself in. One of the things I set out to do when I wrote this fantasy story is that you know when you when you think of fantasy stories you see a lot of repeat stories. And there's no disrespect on any author whatsoever, but I wanted to try to break that mold of a traditional fantasy story where you can't guess what's coming, where it's a, it's a unique setting that you've never read before and you do get transported to a place that may seem familiar, but it's not really. And the story in of itself, you know, he starts out with one situation and you're like, dude, this is totally foreign. But at the end of the book, you're realizing like, oh, wait a minute he was there all along that's cool so that's kind of how the name kind of developed for itself and um where can we find you so i'm on um twitter at at smith um you can look at you there right now it's mostly dedicated for the book stranger in a familiar place the first title although as more books come out it'll start um merging into just an all-around author's page so that if you just want to know what I'm up to, my work's in progress, you can follow me at that Twitter handle. Okay,
0: that's great. I definitely will be following you on Twitter once we leave. And is there anything else you want to share before we, um, anything else you want us to know about you? Uh,
3: honestly, I would just say, uh, really an encouragement. Um, it really took a long time for me to work up the nerve to become an author. So I would encourage everybody to take a shot at it. Um, If you're thinking about it, but you don't think your work is legitimate or you're having some doubts about yourself, one, if you put yourself out there, you get to know two things. One, you get to know where you are in the current industry. So if you give your work to somebody else, whether it's not, it's good, bad or indifferent, you know, okay, these are the things I have to work on and take that criticism in stride. Don't see it as yourself as a failure, but just see it as, look, okay, these are the things I need to work on to make myself a better writer. The second thing that it does is that if it is great, it's gonna validate you on the top of that too. And you're gonna have so many different opportunities and connections that come your way because you decided to step out there. So that would be my, my, my last thing for you guys is definitely, yes, check out the book, please feel free to check out the book, but also take a (laughs) chance on yourself too.
2: And Verica, I just want to say that I can tell that you're wise and everything that you said today has been really inspirational. And I can tell that just from your personality, that means you have, you know, your book is probably phenomenal and I would love to check it out. And I would just like to thank you for, you know, joining us here on the Melting Pot and spreading your craft and spreading good words of wisdom. So I just want to say thank you.
3: Well, thank you guys for having me. Wonderful opportunity. No problem. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. Next up, we have a
2: rapper who goes by the name of Chronic E. Chronic E, do we have you on the line? Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. How's your day going so far? What's up?
1: So far so good. What about you guys?
2: Yeah, you know, we're, we're hanging in there. You know, we decided to be productive today. Right. Hey, yeah. I mean... He t- right. Yeah, I was told of this uh, recently, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, of course I'm down for this. Hey, and I'm, I'm glad you were available, and I'm glad that everybody's schedules, you know, just seem to you know, work out. Merge. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, tell the people, you know, a little bit about yourself, like uh, who you are, you know, uh, where are you from? Oh, well, I go
1: by Chronic E. Um, I was born and raised in Washington Heights, New York, Manhattan, And at about 15 years old in 2013, I moved up to Rhode Island, and that's actually when I started writing. That's when I started writing and getting into music and all that was after the move.
2: Wow. Rhode Island, how's living there?
1: It's very, very, very different from New York, because I went from the city that never (laughs) sleeps, the city that's awake half of the time.
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I have family uh, in Buffalo, New York, and a little bit of family in Rochester. Oh, nice. And, oh, that's you know, upstate, upstate, yeah. Yeah, very, very upstate. I said we were getting yeah. out of Canada a lot. Uh, oh, yeah, that's next like, to Niagara Falls and all that, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> nice. But uh, so getting into your music, um, tell us a little bit about your last project
1: last project well it's it's actually it's, it's amazing the last project um called autumn nights it's available on all streaming platforms was the conclusion to a trilogy concept that i'd created a couple years ago um the trilogy is the three albums that i dropped last year it's colder days uh no apologies and autumn nights the three of those together are called trinity and basically one album is the version of me in the perspective where i'm dealing with my inner demons and depression and mental health and all that the second album that i dropped last year no apologies is the more aggressive and meaner persona and personality and that you can hear the difference and in the wordplay and basically you, like you can just tell and then i wrap it all up with autumn nights That's the perspective where my third eyes open, where I believe in the power of manifestation and I'm making all my dreams
2: turn into reality. That is great. I love, um, a good storytelling if that makes sense Um, oh yeah yeah especially yeah during music you know you know things that you know you have to listen to like maybe part one to understand Mm -hmm. part two and it just tells a whole story just like you said you know the first one started with you know battling you know personal demons and you know mental health stuff and then you know you reach that next cycle life where you know you feel angry you know Mm -hmm. and you're trying to channel your emotions and then you come up on top you know at at your third one making it all come together and tell a a beautiful story and uh i've actually heard some of your music and i can say that you you know you're pretty good wow thank
1: you that means a lot actually
2: yeah um i believe you have a song called love scars right
1: Love Scars, yeah, that's actually one of the most recent ones that um, dropped. Actually, since the year started, I've been, I told myself at the beginning of of this year, I'm not going to drop any projects this year. I'm going to follow the advice of Russ and drop music more frequently and consistently. That way people can always have something to expect. So what I've been doing is dropping music every two weeks, Uh, you know a single every two weeks that way people always have something to listen to new music to listen to and I always try to keep it as diverse and as versatile as possible
2: that sounds that sounds real good you said Russ right Russ yep I've I've been ever,
1: ever since I started writing music I've learned like cadence cadences I've learned like I've basically been learning how to be an artist and how to build my brand by watching my favorite artists and Russ, I've picked up on that. He says, like, the way you do it, the way you get your streams and your monthly followers and everything to go up is just remain consistent. And it's true, it's been working. Like, it's literally, he showed the proof to the people. I use that in my own perspective and now
2: I'm seeing the proof too, because numbers don't lie and that's the thing about you know within music it's important to you know be good at what you do and love what you do but it's also important to you know reach out to people and you know listen to other people and you know advice that other rappers or singers or anybody you know who's involved in the music industry you know tells you because you know We learn stuff from people every day. Everything is eye opening. Mm -hmm. It's always something to be learned, and I just feel like it makes us wiser as people. And you can Mm -hmm. take that advice, and like you said, you've seen positive results from what he said, and you know now you found a new way of, you know, handling your music. And I just think exactly, yeah.
1: It's like that's literally I this I like to tell people this. I learned this um, like when I was younger. I forgot who said the quote, but they say the quote goes everybody knows something that you don't know so why not learn from them
2: yes yes
1: yes so the more you network the more you branch the more you connect the more you can show your craft and that's all I've been doing for the past couple years is just networking a lot
2: and networking is key Uh, you know you know aside from me doing uh, you know this podcast at the melting pot I you know I'm heavily involved in the music industry too you know um, I am recently, you know, got a degree for audio production. So I, I'm Congrats. on the music making side. And I just feel nice, like, nice. you know, the whole time I was in school, they preached networking. And that's honestly the key.
1: Yes, it is. I wish I, I knew that sooner, but everything happens for a reason. Everything has its own steps and paths and everything. So now with the music that I'm dropping now, like I had come to a point around last year that I was like, I have the quality now how do i get it in front of people and ever since then like i've just been upping my quality developing my craft and my sound and my while networking and building my brand cuz aside from my music i also have my clothing line i have um my chronic merchandise where i have a whole store up i like my logo it i know in Rhode Island in my state right now like people recognize my logo and that's what i want everywhere like the brand's wide like i said i've learned from a lot of my favorite artists. Like, I'm going to tell you my favorite artists right now. These are actually the people that, like, it's my goal, a super, super milestone to make music with these people. I believe it's like seven or eight people. It's Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, Travis, Logic, Eminem, Joy Badass, and Childish Gambino. And I've learned from every single one of those artists. When it comes to branding, who who else than Drake with OVO? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build my brand and learn from the greats themselves. Because if they made it work, I can
2: make it work. And it's interesting because that was actually going to be my next question. You know, who are some, you know, artists that you look up to? But everybody that you just named, I can co-sign that they are fire, absolute fire. And, oh, I, yes, yes, and yes, you know, yes. I appreciate that, that you said those names because, you know, you have great taste in music. You really, you really do. Thank you. And I was
0: gonna I was gonna ask, um, so is it just you that promotes or like who how do you get yourself
1: out there? I do have a few people that help me promote, but mostly um, I built my fan base from honestly <laughs> going viral on Twitter. Every single tweet that I make go viral on Twitter, anybody that retweets it, I follow them. If they follow me back, I send them I, 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 I send them a little, you know, intro to my music. And they either respond to it, they listen to it, or they don't. And it's like, you and I asked for feedback because, you know, I'm being honest. I'm a humble artist. Like, I'm not cocky. I'm not this and that. Like, not everybody going to like my music. But that's why I try to make my music sound as different as possible. So there's at least, if you don't like one song, you probably like another one because it sounds so different. Yeah. All right. And as an artist, I feel like, I mean, many artists have wordplay. Many artists have their own sound. I feel like, What's so distinct about me is that when you hear me, you hear, like, let's my wordplay, and you hear the type of, like, the ad-lib that I do, the type of, like, the background vocals that I do. When you hear a song of mine, you know that it's me. And you can say, you, like, you can't pinpoint any other artist that I sound like. Like, yeah, you might uh, find some similarities, but as a whole, you, there's, like, there's nobody that sounds like me.
2: So where do you think you see yourself in about three to five years? Three to five years, to be
1: honest, on the track that I'm going, I see myself spending feature money, making artists with the same people that I listen to every day. That is what I like to call the power of manifestation. Yeah, I
2: can tell. Are you a spiritual person?
1: Yes. I grew up religious, but I became very, very, very spiritual spiritual a few years back.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell your passion, your passion is contagious. Like you make me want to hop in the studio and, you know, lay <laughs> down a little something something. It's crazy because that I have that effect on people. And it's not just like,
1: it's not even, it's not with music. It's just, I want to make people see that we're capable of anything and everything. Everything started, Any everything in existence that was created by man started as an idea. So any idea that we have, we can turn into reality. Cause the proof is all around us. And I, that's what I try to express that to people, make them open up their minds, the way that I see the universe, give them another perspective that they've never heard of before, you know?
2: That's, that's honestly, that's honestly really, really powerful. And I can feel like you, through your music, I haven't listened to all your songs, but some of them, you know, I can hear, I can see the message. I'm I'm there with you as you're rapping into the booth. Like I, I can, I'm there. I feel it.
1: <laughs> Hey, I appreciate that.
2: So tell us right, That's uh, how I feel about outside. What were you
0: saying? Oh, I've said that's how I feel about the song outside. Mm. Outside cloud nine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and yeah. it's another one. It's another song.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. I made that song. I made that literally with the intention to be like the type of song that you're listening, like you're smoking with a couple friends, and you're like you're either sitting or you're driving, and you just hear that, you're like, damn, this is a whole vibe. Yeah, yeah,
0: that song and uh, Super
1: Saiyan, Super Saint Rose. I know a lot of Dragon Ball fans. That was that was for them because I grew up on Dragon Ball, so I had to. Uh,
0: you you did
1: it
2: because
0: just played a lot <laughs> in my car
2: nice, thank you so Chronic E, tell the people where we can, where can we find you, like social media uh,
1: social media wise, you can find me Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the same at, it's uh, the Real Chronic E, it's all one, like no spaces, just one word the Real Chronic E um, you can, my store if you want to check out my merch is www.officialchronicmerch.com and that's pretty much it I'm gonna be actually, I'm gonna say it now because I'm gonna, I was gonna give like a surprise announcement on Friday, but since I'm already live right now I'm recording, um, well, we getting a special announcement, yeah live. might as well, might as well. Um, right. like I said, for the, since the year started, I've been dropping a song every two weeks, but after my, my next song is dropping June 5th, it's called Hysteria. St- after, starting that week, Every week after that, I'm going to be dropping a single for the whole, every week for the whole summer.
2: Wow. Wow. Y'all heard Trying it
1: here. Trying to get people lit. Trying to get people hey, lit. And y'all heard it here first. Yep. Heard heard that's first.
2: Big facts. Right. Chronic E doing it big in 2020. He said all this COVID not going to stop him. He said he's grinding. <laughs> Great facts.
1: Hell yeah.
2: I'm yep. going to be lit every week.
1: For the whole summer, so that's gonna be at least twelve songs.
2: And you said that your music is on all streaming platforms, like Spotify and Austin. Apple Music. Yep. Mm-hmm. Title, YouTube, SoundCloud, everything. Wow. Okay, y'all, hear it? Go, go check Chronicy out now. ASAP. could always, yeah, you could always
1: hit me up. Literally, don't. I'm the type of artist that will contact, like, will reach out to my fans. If you message me on Twitter, or Instagram, like, I will reply. And if you want to talk to me about my music, like, I will answer. So don't be afraid. Like, I I got you.
2: Well, it has been very humbling to talk to you, and I just want to thank you for, you know, giving us some time in your busy day and schedule to come talk to us about, you know, about your craft here at the Melting Pot. Of course, it's my pleasure. It's a great opportunity. Thank you for it, too.
0: And not only do I, um, I want to say thank you for coming, but not only just talking about your music, but just... Dropping an inspiration and you know, just being motivational this good Monday. we do appreciate it here at the Melton Pot.
1: Of course, of course. I just try to spread positivity. That's I learned that from logic. Spread what is it? Um, what is it? Love and positivity. Uh, oh, what is it?
2: I, I know what you're talking about. Uh yeah, I know yeah. I, he knows. Logic knows. Yeah, logic knows, you know. <laughs> the great Bobby Tarantino. So <laughs>
1: Of course, the one and only man. That's oh, I can't wait. I can't wait.
2: Yeah. Well, hey, you got big goals yeah. and I I I like to think that you'll get there. I appreciate that. All right, well, thank you for coming out. Enjoy the rest of your day. You guys as well. Have a good one. It was
0: great to be here. That was very motivational and make you feel good and make you want to put your, make your own songs
2: yeah Cartier I would, I would cool definitely look. agree you know and I I really meant with both our uh, guests we had Chronic E today and Berica I, I just want to say that I felt inspired and that's what we we love to promote we love to talk to people if anybody else you know wants to reach out and you know maybe talk about your craft you can hit us up uh, at the Melting Pot Instagram coming really soon I promise
0: really soon And you can follow me on Instagram at Cartier.Dawn or you can follow me on Twitter at Cartier.Dawn.
2: You can find me on Twitter at OVO underscore Queen with two Ns in Queen. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in and listening on today's special, uh, The Pen is Mightier Than a Sword. And like we said, whether you're an author, a poet, a rapper, a singer, you know, that talent is within you and all you have to do is pick up a pen and just be yourself and let yourself be free and get real creative and try not to get canceled <laughs> yeah and try not to get canceled <laughs> yeah that's not
0: fun but... <laughs> right cause twitter, twitter moves quick and you don't want
2: to be trending for being canceled yeah, you and be not even to, just social, you know, media, social media but the world is just ruthless and you know there's things that are happening in the world that will try and tear you down and you know but it's our job to, you know, get back up and keep pushing through. You know, perseverance is the word of the day. Perseverance. I'm calling it right now. You have to persevere through the through the hard times because there are better days coming. And I'm your host, and I- Sly. And I'm Cartier. And this was
0: The Melting Pot. Until next time, stay safe and don't go off south without a mask.
2: <laughs> stay safe, everybody. Hey guys, have you been looking for a way to creatively express yourself on a professional level? Well, if you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. You're going to love this next part. It's free. Yep, that's right. Anchor is a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make all in one place. And my favorite part about Anchor is you can do it with friends, no matter where you are. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.